0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Top by Grace podcast. We will explore God's Word to learn how we can live by God's grace and for His glory. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Here's your host, Noah Hooper. A few thousand years ago, 450 prophets of Baal stood on top of Mount Carmel in a showdown with Elijah. The challenge was clear. Whoever's God sends fire from heaven is the true God. So the prophets of Baal prayed first. They prayed, they begged, they pleaded. They cried out to Baal again and again, but nothing happened. They even sliced their skin open as a sign of their devotion to Baal. They may have been sincere, passionate, and persistent in their praying, but it didn't matter. They were praying to a God who couldn't hear, see, or work. They were praying to a God who didn't even exist. Yet when Elijah prayed to the Lord God of Israel, fire came down from heaven. He didn't pray as long. He didn't pray as many words. He didn't do anything to show that he was really devoted and said he simply prayed to God and God sent the fire. The prophets prayed to a God who didn't exist, but Elijah prayed to the God who brought everything into existence. Who they prayed to? mattered far more than what exactly it was that they prayed that account from first kings 18 teaches us an important truth about prayer it is also the truth that jesus begins his teaching in the lord's prayer with that is this who we pray to matters more than what how and why we pray You may pray the right words, but if your God cannot hear those words, it doesn't matter. You may pray with a passionate heart, but if your God cannot work, that passion doesn't matter. You may pray with sincerity, but if your God doesn't exist, it doesn't matter how sincere you are. Prayer is absolutely pointless if we are praying to a God who cannot hear, work, or move. That is why prayer doesn't begin with the what and how and why, but the who. When we look at the Lord's Prayer as we are doing over these few weeks, we see that Jesus doesn't begin by telling us exactly what to pray or why to pray, but He wants us to know and be assured of who we are praying to. I doubt any of you will be praying to Bel, Buddha, Allah, or Mary this evening, but we may forget who we are praying to when we pray to God our Father. As we really begin our study through the Lord's Prayer, we must first answer this question, who are we praying to? And Jesus answers that for us by showing us that we are praying to our Father who is God. When he began in Matthew 6 verse 6, he said, our Father which art in heaven. Before he explains the what and the why of prayer, he speaks with crystal clarity about who we are praying to. We pray what we pray for the reason we pray because of who we are praying to. The importance of this phrase cannot be overstated, so we're going to spend the rest of this episode opening the blinds and letting the light of this verse shine into our lives. If prayer feels like it is covered by a blanket of snow in your life, then you must let the warmth of the light about who we are praying to melt Away the coldness. Knowing that we are praying to our Heavenly Father, who is God, changes everything. He tells us to say, Our Father, which art in heaven. This is how we should address God the Father when we pray, but it is more than a simple greeting. This is more than what you would simply put at the beginning of an email or a letter. We pray our father, which art in heaven, not just to start our prayers, not just as a fancy way to begin praying, but as a declaration that we know who we are praying to and who he is to us. Do you realize who you are praying to when you pray? You are praying to God and this God is your father. You are praying to the greatest, most powerful person ever who also cares about your life. From the tragedy of a car accident to the annoyance of a stub toe. He cares. He doesn't just care, but he is greater than all of the problems and the circumstances. We've got to know who we're praying to. If our prayer lives are weak, cold, and anemic, it is because we do not have the view of God that we must have. So Jesus starts there. He doesn't start with who is praying. He doesn't start with us. He starts with who we are praying to. He starts with the Father. So let's see who we are praying to. First of all, we see that we are praying to our Father. Father, this is how we start most of our prayers. It is our normal, regular way of praying. Father has rolled off of our tongue and from our lips so many times that we may have forgotten how amazing it is that this is how we address God in prayer. It is natural for us to say this, but we may have forgotten just how unnatural it is that we can say this because God is so much greater than us. If we could pray at all, it would be incredible. Yet Jesus didn't teach us to pray to God just as great King Mighty God and Sovereign Lord. No, he specifically and pointedly said, say, our Father. We come to the God who is above all as children before their Father. This should amaze us because it certainly would have amazed Jesus here when he gave this in the Sermon on the Mount. Though God dealt with Israel as a Father, it wasn't common for anyone to pray our Father, if at all. Neither Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, nor the prophets came to God in this same way. They bowed before him as their God who was in heaven, but they did not pray to him as our father. But Jesus teaches his people to say, our father, this would have blown their minds. To think they could approach God as father wouldn't have been easily received. Yet Jesus wanted this to be the normal way we pray. This would become the common way of praying. You already see it in the New Testament whenever Paul writes a prayer and he begins it by saying, Father, but we must not let the familiarity of this cause us to forget how glorious it is. Remember that father is a deeply familial term. There is only one person on earth that I call dad. There are many men whom I respect deeply, but there is only one that is my father. It's not a term passed around thoughtlessly. Yet Jesus declared that we call the God and King of the universe, Father. That's not normal. How could we have a right to do this? When you think about what is meant by when you and I, creatures, look to the Creator as Father, it should blow our minds. There's something bigger at play here, however, than simply what name we use to talk to God, by saying that we call him father, Jesus is saying something even more groundbreaking, even more life changing than just this is what you say when you pray. Even bigger than telling us what to call God in prayer, he is telling us how we relate to God in general. He's not just telling us that we call him father, but he's declaring that God the father is our father. This is the even bigger point of this phrase. We come to God the Father as God, our Father. We pray our Father because He is our Father. We pray as sons and daughters would pray because we are sons and daughters. Jesus is saying that we are the children of God. That is the big good news of this verse. We are not His slaves, His subjects, or His servants. We are His sons and His daughters. It's amazing that we can call him father because he is so much greater than us. But it's also amazing for another reason because he is he was so separated from us. We are sinners. He is holy. We have not always been able to relate to him as a father. We were condemned criminals. We were his enemies. We were dead in sin and under his wrath. We were alienated from him. We could not relate to him as father. In fact, we were the exact opposite of children because of our sin. We couldn't come to him as a child because we couldn't come to him at all. We were far from him. We were estranged from him. That is until Jesus reconciled us to him. Because God the Son became a man to redeem men and women. Now those of us who were criminals can now relate to Him as Father. He has reconciled us to the Father. Through Jesus the criminal is now a son. The enemy is now a daughter. Those under His wrath are now in His care. Those alienated from Him have been reconciled to Him the God who was once against us because of our sin is now for us as our heavenly Father because of Jesus. This is who He is. He is our Father. And you must see Him as your Father. He receives us as children. You don't need to put on a show because your Father already knows you and loves you as you are in His Son, Jesus. We must know that when we pray, we are praying to our Father, but that is not all Jesus wanted us to know about who we're praying to. He doesn't just say, when you pray, say, our Father. But he wants us to know that we're praying to our Father who is God, which art in heaven. He tells us where our Father is. And by telling us where our Father is, he also tells us who our Father is. He's in heaven. That's his dwelling place. Now, we know that God is omnipresent but he is telling us where he is seated where his authority lies he's not on earth he's not seated on an earthly throne he's not confined to a nation state or city he is in heaven that means he is over everything else He is in heaven, therefore he is not under anyone else. He is in heaven, therefore he is greater than anyone and everyone else. When Jesus says, say God our Father, which art in heaven, he's declaring that your Father is God. He's got the whole world in his hands. Jesus wants us to know that our Father is in heaven. Though he is our caring, gracious, and kind Father, he is still God. He is with us, but he is not the same as us. He is for us, but he is not on the same level as us. He is so much greater than us, and that makes him being our father even better news. When you pray, you are not praying to an earthly father or mother who have little power in this world. When you pray, you are not praying to a politician who can just make something happen through bureaucracy. When you pray, you're not praying to a king whose dominion only extends to a certain border, but you are praying to your father who is in heaven. You're praying to one who is far bigger and far greater than any of those. You are praying to the creator and sustainer of everything. You are praying to the one who parted the Red Seas, crumbled tall walls, and crushed big giants. You are praying to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are praying to the one who heals lepers, gives sight to the blind, and gives hearing to the deaf. You are praying to the Lord. You are praying to God the Father. And this God is the one who is your Father. This changes everything about prayer. In this, we know that we pray to a God who is both able and willing. We are praying to a God who is both strong and kind. We are praying to God the Father who is God our Father. By this introduction to the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is reminding us that God is both able and He is willing. He is both caring and He has the authority. We know this. But how easy is it to forget? How easy is it to forget that when you pray, you are actually truly praying to the same God who fought for Israel. How easy is it to forget that you are actually praying to the same God who called Abraham, kept Joseph, and delivered Moses. Brothers and sisters, we must be reminded again and again that this is the God we pray to when we pray. I think our anemic, cold, and apathetic prayer lives are the fruit of a small view of God. We don't pray as we ought because we don't view God as we ought. Therefore, we must begin where Jesus began in the Lord's Prayer. We must begin by knowing exactly who it is that we are praying to. Because we're not praying to Baal. We're not praying to Buddha. We're not praying to Allah. We are praying to the God who spoke the world into existence and the God who is our Father because of what Jesus has done for us. He is both able and willing. He is God, our Father. So when you pray, know that this is the God, and this is the Father you are praying to. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. So I hope you will join me next week on the next edition of the Talk by Grace podcast.